0: See, baby, see you, very good morning it's James Ross with money talk it's nine minutes to nine and we're going to cross back to Washington now uh, to Barry Wood RTHK's international economics uh, correspondent Uh, welcome back Barry well Tesla has cut prices for its electric cars again as it tries to boost sales and compete with rival firms Uh, the reductions worth several thousand pounds depending on the market and model, have been applied to cars listed for sale on the company's website in the UK US and elsewhere I mean uh, an Elon Musk story continuing uh, Barry.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. Yes, it's continuing. And um look, I listened to the Tesla earnings call. It was uh last week, and it was quite impressive. First of all, it wasn't all Elon Musk. He had 17 of his top executives on the platform with him talking to investors in Austin, Texas. And by the way, one of them was Tom Zhu, who had run the Shanghai operation and now is in charge of global manufacturing for all of Tesla. That's their four plants, Austin, Texas, Fremont, California, Berlin, Germany, and Shanghai. Yeah that was, uh, it was a big deal.
0: And um, Twitter's finances, apparently, also improving after some big cuts. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk saying the company is recovering after a sharp drop in ad sales, but its revenue is still far short of its level in 2021 before he took over. Uh, Elon said um, Twitter recovering after seeing a 50% decline in ad revenue, making one of his first public disclosures about the state of the company since he acquired it last year. Um, uh, another chapter in the, uh, the Musk story.
1: Yeah, that's true, James. Look, um, I think listeners are aware this is a very wealthy man. He's worth $191 billion, number two in the world, after the Bernard Arnault from Paris, and ahead of Bill Gates, and ahead of Jeff Bezos. But uh, Twitter has been a real problem. And he has slashed operating costs. He's slashed the workforce. It's still a mess, and I think listeners who are Twitter users, and I know you have Twitter in Hong Kong, are finding it frustrating. He's also doing a a pay service now, but he is optimistic that they're going to show a profit in the second half of this year, so we shall see.
0: What are the contrasts between these two companies, Tesla and uh, Twitter? On the one hand, you know, Tesla seems to be uh, a more solid operation and obviously, uh, you know, worth a huge amount of money, although, you know, these worrying cuts perhaps in, in prices, you know, are uh, showing something else. Uh, but Twitter does seem to have been pretty shaky in the last year or so. Um, Absolutely.
1: No, that is a big difference in these companies. First of all, I don't think Musk wanted to get into Twitter. He was forced into it. Uh, you know, there was all that speculation well over a year ago, and then the court said, you made a commitment, so now you've got to do it. $44 billion, what's that to him? Uh, San Francisco headquarters. and He's become fiercely controversial because he's perceived by Silicon Valley people now as a right-winger because he attacks the traditional way of running Twitter and other companies. As to Tesla, that makes a lot of money. And when you mention the price cuts of these two, they only have four models. These are the two oldest models, the Model S and the Model X. It builds market share and already electric cars, not Tesla, but electric cars in the United States have a 10 percent market share and Tesla believes they're going to cut costs by 50%. So, I think they're setting the standard for auto manufacturing in the States. And by the way, the Shanghai plant was a huge success. Listeners may be aware that that is the only wholly owned manufacturing facility owned by a foreign entity in China. Mm and that was part of the deal when he came into Shanghai and that plant from the time ground was broken near the airport to the time of production was nine months now Tom Zhu, the the Chinese-American who is in charge of global manufacturing says the new plant they're going to build in Mexico He's given them the challenge, can you do what the Chinese did? The Mexicans say yes. We'll see.
0: We'll see, I think, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, Turning to another form of transport, Um, this mega airline merger has hit some turbulence. Uh, Regulators looking to block JetBlue's $3.8 billion bid to buy Spirit Airways and think there's no other way to address their competition concerns than by blocking it. What's what's the word out there, Uh, Barry? What are you hearing about this? Well, I
1: think it's dead. It's not going to happen. Look, we've got four big carriers in the United States. We've got Delta, American, United, and Southwest. And Southwest is an interesting story because they don't allow their fares to be aggregated. You have to deal with them directly. And they've had some problems. So that's 80% of the travel market in the United States. So we're talking about the rest That's 20%. This is low-cost carriers trying to merge. Uh, JetBlue is based in New York City. It's much bigger than Spirit. And it was going to, you know, merge two ultra-low-cost carriers. And the Justice Department, the Attorney General, says, no, hold it. It's going to raise fares, and it's going to reduce consumer choice. So we'll see. Uh, There aren't very many of these small airlines left. There's Frontier and a couple others, but probably now Spirit, which is based down in Miami, will look for another partner.
0: Uh, Turning to one final story before we wrap it up, Um, Joe Biden's budget is likely to propose a tax increase to bolster Medicare. Uh, The president's plan targets Americans earning more than $400,000 a year in an attempt to increase the program's solvency by 25 years. This is a a bit of a a tentpole in his policies, really, to to prop up Medicare, right?
1: I think you're right, James, and, and probably it's going to have a favorable response Look, the United States spends on the government level about $6 trillion per year. That's coming up to the next year. And the revenue coming in is $5 trillion. So that leaves over a trillion dollar deficit. Now, admittedly, that deficit is only 5.5% of gross domestic product. It had been as high as 15% in 2020 at the height of the COVID problem. And 12% in in 2021. I think President Biden's budget is going to be favorably received. But when he talks about this saves Medicare, those are kind of tricks because we have a unified budget structure. So if you raise taxes on the rich, and he says he'll do that, anybody over $400,000 of personal income has to pay more, that's fine. But that just goes into the general budget, and it takes that 5.5% deficit I mentioned and and reduces it. The president can say that saves Medicare, but probably if you look closely, that's not necessarily the case.
0: Well, we wait with interest to see what uh, happens there. Barry, thanks as ever. Uh, Have a a great night, and we'll speak to you this time on Money Talk uh, next Wednesday. Thanks very much.